0: Hey, welcome to the Forward by Faith broadcast. I'm excited that you're here. We're on the way into the sanctuary because we believe that the Lord has a word for us. Come on in and let's see what God has for us. Not looking back I to into a higher place, no, I never will See you, baby. Somebody ought to give God praise. Come on, give God praise for Jesus. Give God praise for the cross. Somebody ought to thank God that he got up. Tap somebody and tell them happy Resurrection Sunday. God praise for Jesus one more time if you would. Come on, praise God for our music ministry, for every ministry gift. Give God praise for all the folk in the house this morning. Praise for all the babies with their bows, with their suits, with their shiny shoes. Come on, give God praise for them. Y'all need a word this morning, don't you? Y'all praying? Good to see Pookie now. Tyree and Dominique. Let's go to 1 Peter 1 verse 6. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Resurrection Sunday. So God said, I need you to deal with resurrection faith. Look at somebody and say, hey you, release your resurrection faith. Tell somebody else, release it, release it. Release your resurrection Faith, tell one more person for the Holy Ghost. Release your resurrection faith. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, on the way down, just tell him release it, release it, release it, release it, release it. On on last week we said that it is resurrection season. Somebody holler! It's still my season. Come on, say it again, it's still my season. So, God is saying, in that it is Resurrection Sunday, in that it is the day that we commemorate the fact that our Lord and Savior got up with all power in his hand, in that it is Resurrection Sunday. We all ought to exercise resurrection faith. Somebody say resurrection faith. After the singing, after the dancing, after all of the wonderful shouting, after the benediction, we've got to operate in resurrection faith. Now, can I give you a quick review? All of you remember that the Greek term for resurrection is anastasis which literally means to stand again, to raise, to bring back to life from the dead. And God wanted me to tell you that no matter what the issue, no matter what the trial, no matter how much you've been going through, God says that you are going to stand again. I don't care how life has knocked the wind out of you, I don't care how far you've fallen, you came in here on Sunday morning, Easter, for God to tell you, you're going to stand again. I know they're tripping, I know it was crazy, I know it wasn't fair, but God says you're going to stand again. I wish you'd give God some praise, because it ain't over till God says it's over. You Tell somebody, I don't know what you're going through, but God says, you're going to get up. You're going to get up. God said, there's still a resurrection for every situation that you're dealing with. And God says, it's time for you to get up from that thing. Here, Peter tells us, helps us understand how to release our resurrection faith. He says in verse one, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Peter, inner circle Peter, impetuous Peter, ear-cutting, cussing Peter, the rock Peter, abandoned Jesus Peter, but restored Peter. He says, I am the apostle. I made some mistakes, but I'm still the sent one. I almost drowned, but I'm still the one that he's sending. I've been through some stuff, but I'm still, I'm trying to help somebody up in here. God is no respect to a person. If he can send Petey, he can send you. Somebody ought to give God some praise and say, here I am, Lord. So Pete, 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 Pete. Pete says I'm speaking to the elect I'm speaking to strangers who are living in exile the chocolate Jewish diaspora Those who've been driven from their homeland and now they're scattered everywhere having to live in strange places that they never knew before but yet maintain their faith when everyone around them is doing the antithesis of what God has called. These Jewish and Gentile Christians were the first century church who were being persecuted. They weren't allowed to come on a resurrection Sunday looking good, smelling good, talking good, and being in a building giving God praise. No, they were scattered throughout just because of what they believed. They they wouldn't worship the emperor, Nero. They they wouldn't worship in pagan temples. They they wouldn't uh, worship folk the way they wanted to be worshipped, and they rejected the immorality of the Culture, so the heat was on. Uh, to say the least, they were going through a couple of things. Is there anybody in here going through a couple of things? <laughs> Look at somebody, just a couple, just a couple. Come on, if you're going through a couple, just wave your hand. Say maybe three. I, 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 got some personal stuff, uh, uh, some public stuff, some, some stuff I'm going through. But he's writing these folks to encourage them in the faith. He says, I know you in a tight T, but you got to keep the faith. I know your money's funny and your change is strange and your relationship is off and you don't have like yourself, but God says, I need for you to keep the faith. We know that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is the title deed. Faith is the deposit. Faith is the guarantee that if God said it's coming to pass, it's coming to pass. Come on. Faith is God's down payment that says hold the room for them because I got a mansion in heaven for them. Come on. Faith says if God said it, I believe it. Faith says I'm going to stand on God. I'm going to trust in God. I trust God to be faithful, so I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to wait until my change comes. I don't care how long. It takes, cause I believe that if I wait on the Lord, I'm gonna renew my strength. I'm gonna mount up with wings as eagles. I'm gonna walk and not grow. Come on, somebody ought to tell somebody I believe in Him. I I trust in Him. I'm, I'm going through, but I believe God's gonna do what God says He gonna do. My child is coming back. God's gonna restore my health. It, somebody ought to give him some Easter morning. After you've done all you can stand, you gotta stand because you've got faith. <laughs> Resurrection faith says, they got me, but I'm coming back. It took me, but I'm taking it back. <laughs> You got me, but God's going to get some get back. Do I I have anybody up in here who's ready to spring back from some stuff that they said you wasn't going to come back from, but you understand that that setback was a setup? Reverend, resurrection faith is raised. Stand again, faith. I might be down, but I ain't hanging down for more than three days. I'm coming up out of this sucker. It's a dark space, but the light of the world is calling me out of there. I I hope I'm speaking to somebody's spirit up in here. But you got to understand that resurrection faith, like saving faith and healing faith and delivering faith, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I know i got some Bible folks in here. Now, now, can I help you with something real good? The Bible tells us that if you're going to walk in resurrection faith, first thing you've got to believe is that you've been chosen. I'll just take my time. Look at it again. It says, to God's elect, to God's elect, to God's elect scattered throughout the provinces, the Pontius, to to God's elect, to God's chosen people, to God's chosen folk, to God's folk that God has God's hand on. This was a designation that was reserved for the Jewish folk. But by the time Jesus got done with it all, it was transferred to a designation of some African folk. You're not hearing me real good. Peter tells these persecuted, beat-down folk who've been going through some stuff that even though folks have put you out, God says you're still chosen. Do I have anybody in here out there, listen to me, who have been overlooked? Is there anybody in here that somebody's been picked over? When folks they looked at you and they said you ain't exactly what we're looking for. Oh no, I, I know I got some folks. Cause some of us got a chip on our shoulder. Yeah, they they didn't want you. They passed over you for them. <laughs> and you trying to figure out how the heck what the heck how in the world did you choose and if you're not careful if enough folks overlook you you begin to think that you ain't worthy yourself But I'm here to tell somebody up in here that you don't have to cover it up with arrogance. When you know that you know that Jesus is your Lord, you know that you've been chosen if nobody chooses you. If Mamie don't choose you, God has chosen you. If the job doesn't choose you, God has chosen you. If he don't choose you, God Do I have anybody up in here who knows that you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people? Do I have any peculiar folk in the balcony? They ain't got to like you. If God has chosen you, if God before you. Oh, y'all ain't hear me up in here. Look at somebody and say, God has chosen you. Tell them you've been chosen. You've been chosen. You've been cho- they may have looked over you. But when our homeboys, Michael Jordan was looked over. When he tried to play varsity in high school. They said you ain't tall enough. You ain't big enough. God let him grow four inches over the summer. And the rest is history. Y'all remember J-Hud, don't you? Jennifer, don't you? Come on now. They got her off of that thing early. Somebody say Early american idol one of the biggest mistakes they ever made voted her off early but now how you like me now i'm trying to help somebody up in here i don't care what your present position god says where you are right now cannot contain where god is about to take you i wish you'd give god some about to take you praise My present situation has no bearing on my being chosen. They might not choose you. She might not choose you. They might not choose you. But when God chooses you, you chose. But, Rev, what do you mean? Ephesians 1, 4 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. Chose us in him before the creation of the world. Before you was a you, he chose you. So what you done done since you became a you, can't disqualify you. I know. Listen, y'all. That's why Peter could say in verse 2, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Wait, wait. Been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Wait, wait. You've been chosen. I've been chosen. We've been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father before the creation of the world. Wait, wait. You've been chosen. You've been chosen. You've been chosen. Uh, You've been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God before the create wait, wait, You've you've been chosen, you've been chosen, you've been chosen according to the foot. God told me to remind you that what you're dealing with uh, is not a surprise to him. What you're going through may make you think that you have not been chosen, but God says, I knew you were going to go through it before you went through it. So what you're going through doesn't mean that I haven't chosen you because I knew you was going to go through it before you got to it. So how could that disqualify you when I chose you? Oh, I, I, I'm try. I, uh, look at somebody. Tell them I don't care what you' going through. It's not a surprise to God. Before your mistake, before the addiction, before the abortion, before the craziness, before you got fired, before you got divorced, before. The Look at what I said before, 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 before,. Foreknowledge speaks of uh, awareness, cognitive keenness. Foreknowledge speaks of uh, intellectually understanding and prophetically discerning. To foreknow is is prophetic cognition. But the foreknowledge of God has also to do with prophetic affection. There's prophetic cognition. I know some stuff intellectually. Then there's prophetic, affection where I know you and love you intimately, and know exactly what you need before you know what you need I already know what you need so you don't get what you don't need and you had a power to throw back what you didn't need so that you can get all of your needs met according to my riches and glory I'm gonna keep going beyond cognition is affection and loving care in other words He loves us even when we stanky and ain't lovable. He especially loves us when we're in a wilderness place. Is there anybody came to church? I'm going to give God a little shout up in here because I'm in a dry space. Come on, anybody besides me going, going through a little something right here? You're like, oh, you need to understand I don't need no fanfare. I need for God to tell me that he loves me. Hosea 13.5 says, he says, I did know you, meaning I cared for you even in the wilderness. He says, how do you think you made it out of your last dry space? How do you think you're still alive after all you've gone through? How how do you think you're still smiling after getting the wind knocked out of you? How do you think you... Look at somebody say, God loves you more than you know. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that he calls us his children. That's what somebody ought to have God some praise because you're a child of God. God says, I love you. I loved you. I knew you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. God says, I demonstrate my love for you. While you were still cutting up, he says, Jesus died for you. While you were still doing anything you thought you were and bad enough to do, God said, I love you, and I'm going to wait on you to stop acting a fool so I can give you. The redemptive, progressive plan of God is not an afterthought. God didn't wait for you to mess up and say, oops. He says, you've been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God. The Father, check this out, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. Resurrection faith tells me... Uh, that I've been sanctified even when I act other than. And I've been sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Uh, a function of the Holy Ghost is to sanctify and keep us when we don't want to be sanctified and don't feel like being kept. I ain't gonna talk to the main level, I'm gonna talk to some of mine up there. Come on, any of y'all ever ain't felt like being kept? you said, God, I ain't ready yet. Just let me do this one more do. And then when I'm through doing my one more do, I'm gonna come to you, I promise. But right now, yeah, and, the, and the Holy Ghost starts coming after you. The Holy Ghost convicts you. The Holy Ghost constrains you. The Holy Ghost will check you. The Holy Ghost will say, don't you let that word come out of your mouth. You ain't gonna be able to pull that one back. The, the Holy Ghost will comfort you. The Holy Ghost intercedes for you because you have a loss of words because what you want to say and what ought be said. So Holy Ghost intercedes for you so you don't jack up your whole trajectory of your life saying something that can Is anybody here glad that the Holy Ghost keeps you? That the Holy Ghost knows you? That the Holy Ghost tells you only what God says? Is there anybody here who's glad that the Holy Ghost is better than a jerk? But the Holy Ghost will pull you up? So I'm going to go on. God says, I knew you, I chose you through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. But why? He says, I sanctify you, I call you, verse 2b says, to be obedient to Jesus Christ. Man, that should have went somewhere. We have been chosen by the Holy Ghost, not just to speak in tongue, go fall down, get up, and can't speak to your neighbor. <laughs> it's time out for religious stuff. God, God said, hey, do I have any real saints in the house? I dare you give me some. That's why some of y'all ain't been to church in five years. It wasn't COVID, it was them Christians. check you ain't an accident you were chosen for purpose to be obedient to christ you and i were called i was called i was called to preach but i was called to obey You may be called to be a deacon, but you called to obey. You may be called to be a spouse, but you called to obey. Uh, Before you were in your mama's womb, he said, say, I knew you. I chose you and I called you. Uh, Come on, you, you, you don't hear me. I called you and I sanctified you to be a prophet to the nations. I don't care if you're an actuary. I don't care if you clean houses. You've been called to be a prophet. You've been called to be obedient. You are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared in advance for you to do he put the Holy Ghost on you not for you to act holy but for you to be holy set apart to him for him for his purpose resurrection faith speaks of being obedient do I have any folks up in here who's ready to do what God tells you to do say what he tells you to say because then you can say all things work together for the good of those who love him and are the called according to his purpose. If I'm on his purpose, it's going to work for my good. If I do what he tells me to do, it's going to work for my good. If I want... Come on, we love that Romans because it says in Romans 8, it says, For whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conforming to the image of his Son. Moreover, whom he did predestine, he called. Whom he called, he justified. Whom he justified, he glorified. You and I have been called. You've been predestined and chosen to do only what you can do. Don't let no devil tell you your life is insignificant. Don't let nobody tell you that you haven't been called. You got a calling on your life. But here's the deal. The Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. The Bible says if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, he said, you'll be my treasured possession. He said, when you do what I tell you to do, you stand against everybody else and everybody stands against you. But if I'm for you, I'm more than the world against you. Can't nobody handle you and everything will work out good for you. And they'll wonder how come you come through the fire and ain't got no smell of smoke on you. Hebrews 5 says some crazy stuff to me. Hebrews 5 and 8 says, uh, though Jesus was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. How come JC had to learn? some I'm just trying to, I don't know. That's a mystery. But once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all of us who obey him. When I obey him, it's a setup. When I do what he tells me to do, it's a setup. You've been called. Here's what I love about God. Once God calls you, he doesn't rescind his choice. See, other people be trying to revoke your credentials, but God said, no, no, I chose you before the beginning of creation, so there's nothing you can do during this time to y'all hear me real good somebody ought to give god praise because if you like me i've done enough stuff for him to take my little bars take my microphone take my first bible i got take my anointing oil take my position but the bible says that the gifts and calling of god are without repentance so in other words i can't disqualify myself because i didn't qualify myself if god qualifies you can't I wish you'd give God some glory that because he got up, he... See, resurrection faith gets excited because God qualified me. You can't qualify me. You can't qualify me. You sure can't disqualify me because you ain't died for me. Resurrection faith, reverend, remembers that God done qualified. It says, God the Father, according to his foreknowledge, chose your neighbor through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. Check it out. He, uh, he sanctifies you so that you'll be obedient. See, God is asking, how blessed do you really want to be? Your blessing is in your obedience. I don't know why he got me staying there. I'm trying, trying to help somebody. See, because when we, we have proximity churchdom. As long as my junk don't stink as much as theirs, or at least it ain't become public yet. I can play church and still keep my station. But when God tells you to do something, God says, it's a setup. I'm trying to bless you beyond pretend. I'm trying to bless you to such a place that it blows your mind and everybody who knows you, because they know you ain't qualified to walk in that blessing. But because you don't have to qualify yourself. The Spirit sanctifies you to be obedient to Jesus from Powell and sprinkles us with his blood. I know it was the blood. I i You've been sprinkled with the blood. You've been been sprinkled by the blood because the blood qualifies you. We do that church romantic stuff and don't know that it's revolutionary. Here's somebody again saying, let me sprinkle you. You've been sprinkled with the blood. You've been sprinkled with the blood. You've been sprinkled with the blood. You've been sprinkled... sprinkled Check, check, can I teach a little more? Understand uh, that when Peter is talking about this, he's making reference uh, to uh, uh, purification rites. You can read, uh, you know, Numbers 19 when you go get home, but, but in Exodus 24 and 4, y'all need to put that on the screen for me, Exodus 24 and 4, and then get ready with Hebrews 9 and 11. Moses, verse 4, Exodus 24, wrote down everything the Lord told him. After Moses came down from Mount Sinai and gave folks the, the law, Ten Commandments, God said, Mo, you and some of your boys come back up. And let me confirm this covenant. So Moses got up early the next day. He built an altar at the foot of the mountain and he set 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent young Israelite men, and, and they offered burnt offerings. Why well, we got to walk for offering. You always bless God with something when you're expecting God to do something. Anybody expecting God to do something? That's why we do it. Come on, come on. They sacrificed young bulls as fellowship offerings to the Lord. Exodus 24, verse 6 says, Moses took half of the blood, put it in bowls, and the other half, he splashed it against the pulpit. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people. He didn't preach. He read the covenant to the people. And in response, the people said, we'll do everything the Lord said. We will obey. Boy, if I got up and just did that every Sunday, we would empty out the church. Moses was functioning as prophet and priest. Hebrews 9 and 11. Please put it on the screen if y'all can. Hebrews 9 and 11 says, But when Christ came, as high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, is not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of blood of goats and calves. But he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood. Thus, he uh, obtained eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. They were just clean like they took a shower. But when Jesus gave his blood, it sanctified you from the inside out so i don't have to pretend to be holy i am holy and qualified because i've been from the inside out do i have any saints out there who know that they've been qualified from the inside out you gotta receive it by faith because i might not feel clean i may not act clean but by faith i receive the blood y'all gotta learn how to plead the blood I tell you to look at your neighbor and tell him I plead the blood over your family, I plead the blood over your finances, I plead the blood over your children, I plead the blood over your... We play too much. When you come to church, you ought to be pleading the blood over your seat. You need to pop your row and believe that the anointing oil of God is going to go down the other row. Because you might be doing all right. But somebody might be in here who's contemplating, get rid of themselves because they lost their job. Because somebody said they weren't qualified. But when you got the blood, it never loses its power. The blood that gives me strength from day. It will never, never, he has his power. If somebody and tell him the blood, tell him I plead the blood, tell him I plead the blood. I tell him I plead the blood, tell him I plead when I know what I'm hollering about anybody glad for the blood anybody praise God for the blood somebody ought to give God praise for the blood that's why he says in verse 3 praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his mercy he has given us new birth is there anybody in here Who's glad about God's grace God's mercy I dare you to give him praise for God's grace and God's mercy that you've been born again that you've been regenerated that you've been changed from the inside out I dare you to give God glory that you ain't the same person if you had caught me some years ago somebody give Him glory Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. Somebody. He says, ha, ha, ha," in verse six. He says, in all this, you greatly rejoice. Though for a little while, though for a little while. Though for a little while. You may have had to suffer grief. And though for a little while. You're going through a little hell. Though for a little while. Your money's funny. Though for a little while. Your child is tripping. Though for a little while. You gotta go through treatments. Though for a little while. You feel like you're gonna lose your mind? Though for a little while. Don't have anybody who's not afraid to rejoice, who's not afraid to turn around, who's not afraid, somebody open your mouth, give God some glory, because trouble don't last always. Say is Easter we ain't supposed to be going through what we going through I don't understand why I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with I don't understand why I serve you and I'm depressed more than I feel delivered why I got to go through why I'm going through stuff well, I'm up here faking that it's going all right. So "The reading, you go through some of your stuff, verse 7. These have come. So that you new faith jokers who wear new faith t-shirts. So that the proven genuineness of your faith, which is of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire. Everybody want to be promoted, but a joker don't like no fiery furnace. Everybody want to tread on serpents, but you don't want to take a nod in the lion's den. Come on, we won't even confess Jesus at work because it ain't appropriate. The Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said we will not bow down to you. If I perish, I perish. Look, look, look. Esther had to go through. We love from the pit to the palace. But you got to do some pit time. These have come. Because it's easy to have faith on Easter. Because everybody looks Faithful. How do you have faith when you leave here? And go back to them. I'm going to go to this side. They look like they might hurt me. Why did this happen? How could this happen? I could see if I wasn't being faithful. How could this happen? These have come. prove whether your faith is genuine then he want to talk about a goldsmith in order to make an object that was worth anything you had to take the gold and cast it. Into formation, but in order to cast it, you had to melt the gold ore by 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And when you melted it, then you could pour it into the shape of the intent of the creator. Y'all ain't hearing your boy. Uh, but but you had to heat it up so that the impurities that were not seen to the naked eye would rise to the top and then when the impurities would rise to the top the goldsmith would skim the nasty stuff oh y'all ain't hear me some of the hell you going through is so that God could burn some of that nasty stuff out of your life that rejection out of your life that spirit of cussing out of your life that mean spirited out of your life y'all don't like this kind of preaching but see when once he gets it all done God says I know the gold is ready when I can see myself in the reflection of the goal. The reason you going through is because the more you go through, the more you look like him, the hotter it gets, the more he sees himself in you. Do I have anybody in here who knows that it does not yet appear what you shall be, but you gonna come (laughs) forth you go, That's why you ought to rejoice. Be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. Is there anybody in here who's waiting for God to do a new thing? I dare you to praise him. I dare you to give him glory. I dare you to lift him. I dare you to say thank you in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus, I'm going to go because you got to go to brunch. Faith says round Romans 6 if, if I am buried with him in his death, then certainly I'll be raised with him into newness of life if you don't take me through hell then surely heaven is going to be my home There, if I want to live I can say I'm crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who died for me who gave his life me. Is there anybody in here who don't give God praise? Because you will raise again. Give him some I'll rise again, praise, bro. Give him some I'll get up from this praise. stuff you going through what choice do you have but to trust it where your jurists wear your little cross but know what it means I've been chosen. I've been sanctified. I've been qualified. I've been redeemed. And now there's inheritance set up for me. I'm done. you are not saved. If you don't know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, the Bible says they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from the penalty of sin. And you're saved to the gift of eternal life with him. If you're not sure you're saved, you don't have a church home, come on. I'm asking anyone who's moving, if you're not coming this way, please don't move because you might get in the way of somebody receiving Jesus. If you're not sure you're saved, you don't have a church home. Come on. Come on. They that call it moving. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast of New Faith Baptist Church International. If this message has been a blessing to your life, we ask that you please partner with us by sowing a seed of faith so we can continue to extend the body of Christ. Join us as we continue to move forward by faith.